Welcome to the Life Leadership Podcast with myself, Leela Singh. All things coaching, career, and personal branding. This podcast is for ambitious career professionals like you, wanting to create a life of choice and freedom, to be, do, and have more through overcoming limitations, to develop new perspectives and insights, and to redefine your success, be that in work, health, relationships, and so much more. Today's topic. Today I wanted to share with you about why hard work alone is not enough to achieve the success that you're striving for in your career. Now, Here's the thing, it is a popular misconception that I've come to realize. I thought, of course, it was just me who thought this early on in my career, but actually it's a common misconception that people have, that if they keep their head down and they work really hard, they'll get noticed, they'll get the promotions, they'll get the recognition and the salary increases, the bonuses, etc., etc. And here's the thing, something that I learned really early on is that it's not true. Um, so there's a few things I want to share with you today about a little bit is about my experience of this. And then, of course, thinking about, OK, what is it you need to consider to ensure that you are standing out from the crowd and being top of mind? And also I want to share this experience of a, a client of mine and how this has really helped him to bring it all together to show you the importance or demonstrate the importance to you of having that visibility in the workplace. It's important to, to work hard, I'm not saying that, but equally it's important to make yourself known in the workplace, to be visible to those that matter. And what I mean by that, when I say those that matter, it's ultimately is about the decision makers. Now, that's not just your manager. Your manager is one person in the scheme of things, but we need to consider the bigger picture. So you want to be top of mind for all of those people that matter when it comes to advancing your career. Now, that's not to say, by the way, that that does not include your peers or people reporting to you, because everybody matters. So in other words, you may have heard about, you know, saying you don't want to burn your bridges. You do not want to burn your bridges with anyone. You want to connect you want to build those relationships with everybody and you probably heard me say that before um and so that is important but at the same time you want to be mindful of okay where is it you want to be heading in your career and therefore who are the people who can potentially influence that and that that is everyone and the reason i say that is because people talk so whether it's the people that report to you whether it's your peer group people in your team whether it's your manager or people in other departments other areas of the business that you work with that you partner with that you collaborate with um other managers other directors so it's it is pretty much everyone but for you it's thinking okay who who are the decision makers that can potentially influence where i want to be in my career where i want to move to in the organization or even in your industry so here's the thing, when I talk about decision makers, what are they deciding about? They're deciding about things like succession planning. So think about the people who are always having to think ahead, the next step ahead, if they're looking to move maybe, or they're planning for a wider team and the succession planning for that. And they'll be having in mind people that they would like to, to bring up with them. The people that they think have got the relevant experience, the knowledge, the know-how, 
and have the capabilities to take on that next step, take on that responsibility. So you've got succession planning, you've got hiring managers. So people across the business or even in other companies within your industry who are looking to hire, as well as recruitment um, consultants, so people who you might have built relationships with in the past. You also have your own managers, I mentioned, and your own manager is probably the person who's going to know you the best um, in all, amongst all of these people. And again, so that is a person in particular that you want as your advocate. You want to have someone who really understands you, the value that you bring to the table, the skills set, and has a great impression of you, a good perception of you. So if he, he's aware or she's aware of, of somebody else who's recruiting in the business, that they will promote you, they will advocate for you. You've then got, as I said, other people across the business that so could be other managers in different teams and other departments. So let's say you work in finance or marketing and there's a number of different teams. You want the managers or directors of those different areas to also know about you and have you top of mind. And of course, then you've got the people who make the decisions about the salary increases and the bonus pots, because as always, there's a limit to how much is available to be shared around. And so when somebody sits there with that pot of money deciding right, how they're going to allocate it out, you want to be one of the people who is top of mind for that person so that it's almost like a natural decision that actually that person, someone they really want to um, recognize financially for their performance, for the value they've brought, etc. So all of those different areas are relevant. All of those people, all of those groups are really important when it comes to understanding who you want to be top of mind of, who you want to be influencing and who you want to be visible to. Now, why am I talking about this today? There's a couple of reasons. So the first is a little bit about my own experience of this. And then I'd like to share with you the experience of a client of mine and who, how this has really helped him in, in terms of um, advancing in his career. So here's my story. When I started out my career, so we're talking about um, probably about 28 years ago now, um, so quite some time back. And um, essentially, actually, I think it's longer than that. Anyway, um, when I started that, I, I, I began as an accountant and I, I qualified and I was working in various organizations in finance roles. And at this point in time, um, and actually I can tell you it was 1998, I think, 97, 98, um, I was keeping my head down. I was working really hard and I truly believed that that was enough to get recognized and to get promoted. Here's why. Because I was doing what I'd always done because it had gotten me that success. What do I mean by that? What I mean is, historically, up until that point, a big part of my life had been about my studies, my education. So, you know, A-levels, degree, my ACCA. And I'd always been very diligent, conscientious, hardworking. Ask any of the people who knew me back then, they will advocate for that. And so I kept my head down and I worked really, really hard. I wasn't naturally, I don't believe, talented. So I did have to put in the extra hours to really understand and to do well in my exams. And so I did that all the way along through my kind of educational side of my career and, and it worked, it paid off. So I passed my exams, I qualified, etc. And so I figured that that works. And there's, you know, there's a saying that um, 
uh, uh, Henry Ford says, if, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So I was doing that and it was working. So I kept on doing it. Let me know if this is something you might have done before or you still do today because it's always worked. And what is that? Do share with me in the comments. And so for me, I was doing that and I was now in, in this job. Um, it was a, a global telco. I was working in, in a finance role and my hiring manager was leaving and he came to have a chat with me before he left. And he, he said to me that, Leela, and you may have heard this story before, he did say to me, you know, you're doing really well. You've been a great hire for the organization. So my concern for you was that you shared your aspirations when we interviewed you. And I have no doubt that you've got the capabilities to achieve them. But my concern is that you're going to struggle. It's going to take you time. Why? Because people don't know who you are. They don't know what value you bring. Um, they don't know what you're about. You're too quiet. And that stayed with me for a while because I didn't really know what to do with that. I It, it made sense. But at the same time, it was kind of like, well, so what does that what does that mean for me? What do I do with that? And the reason being is that actually I was extremely shy. I lacked a lot of confidence and self-esteem. And I kind of didn't want to put my head above the power. I didn't want to make myself known. I was kind of hiding and believing that by keeping my head down and working really hard, that that would be OK, because my manager would recognize that other people around me and other finance teams would acknowledge that and then they would believe that oh yeah you know she's she's good she's she knows what she's about and actually we want to promote her so that's what I thought that's how I thought it would work and having that um, conversation with my my manager at the time who was leaving and and him sharing that with me it really sat with me for a while because I thought I need to do something different because now with what I used to do that worked then is no longer working for me so I need to find a different strategy I need to do something different and Long story short, what I did do is that I, after a few months of running it over and um, thinking about what my next move was going to be, what it was I wanted, I did a lot of inner work to really understand what, what lights me up in the workplace, what are the aspects of, of working that I really, really enjoy, um, and almost like what skills do I need to develop on, where are my gaps, and I did this on my own, and then kind of started to, to, to do some research on the kind of roles that would match that. Now, interestingly enough, um, I then decided to embark on a career in recruitment. So I became a recruitment consultant. And many people challenged me for that. They challenged me on that decision because um, I spent so many years, A-levels, degree, ACCA, studying really hard to qualify as an accountant and people felt that I was throwing everything away to go and do something completely new. My belief is that that was not true and that I was actually leveraging and taking the knowledge and the experience that I had gained to use in a different way because I was going to leverage that as a financial recruitment consultant. I needed a lot of due diligence to understand the business and how it worked and what the role entailed. But remember this, I was still the person who was incredibly shy, didn't really want to speak up, um, you know, had a lack of self-esteem and yet yeah, didn't really put myself out there. So I was making a decision to take myself massively out of my comfort zone and try something new. And so I did. I left the, the, the role I was in, the job I was in, and I 
joined a recruitment firm and I remember on the first day thinking I've shown my desk and a, a, given a list of companies to cold call and for that split second even though I knew what to expect there was a, still that feeling of uh, oh my goodness what have I done should I just ring my manager and, and ask to come back because he had said to me he you know if I change my mind just give him a call and I thought no I've made this decision I had also just um bought my first place so I'd just taken on a mortgage for the very first time and I thought I have a mortgage to pay I'm going to give this a go I'm going to see what happens and fortunately it worked out well I was the highest biller in my first year there I did really really well and upon reflection I spent a couple of years in recruitment and upon reflection those two years were the most pivotal uh, moments of my entire career why because they took me so far out of my comfort zone they stretched me so much i put myself in a position where i was forced to do things that, that for me at the time were really uncomfortable however the thing that i realized and recognized for myself is that this is what i'm capable of i'm capable of so much more than i re realized previously i recognized that anything is possible if we put our minds to it. And I recognize that there are so many opportunities. And if you don't try something new, you'll never realize what you're truly capable of. It's a really great place to be where you're comfortable and it's, it's the known rather than the unknown. And a lot of people like to stay there because of that because most people don't like change it creates that uncertainty the um un feeling uncomfortable and so it, it's difficult it's difficult and so why why choose to put yourself there when you can stay comfortable you can stay around the what you know let me know what you think about this let me know if you agree you disagree if you've ever made a decision either way to choose to stay comfortable or to make yourself uncomfortable i'd be really keen to hear your thoughts on this and so for me at the time it was a case of i my confidence soared why because i now recognized that i had value to bring to the table because i was successful in the role my clients were listening to me in other words they were they valued what i had to say they valued the advice i gave the the candidates i proposed for them to interview um they hired many of them and also the candidates that i was interviewing that i was coaching were open to hearing what i had to say so i recognized that i had value and that's also very important for each and every one of you to, to recognize, to take the time to stop and recognize that we do all have value to bring to the table. It's not about comparison to others. It's about stopping and taking stock of your own skills, your expertise, what your uniqueness is, what makes you different and what value that all brings because those are the things that really help you to stand out in a good way. So do let me know in the comments if this makes sense, if it resonates in any way. If you have any questions, pop them in the comments for me. 
so so that was my story after a couple of years in in, in recruitment i then joined um uh, a global tech company initially in corporate finance um, and then moving into a sales role. So I was in a sales role for about nine years before I then left my corporate career. Um, and just to point out, I'm not going to, to labor anything on that, but just to point out to you that again, both of those roles within tech were things that were completely new for me. Corporate finance was something I had no clue about, I had no experience of, but I embraced it. I asked questions. I just reached out to people in the business to really understand how things worked. And again, I was taking a risk, but I figured if they're prepared to, prepared to take that risk on me, I'm prepared to take the risk on myself and to learn and to grow. And it was the same when I moved to the sales role because it was, they had some similarities to recruitment, but also quite different. And for me, it was a huge learning curve again. So for me, I've since leaving finance, I've always looked to stretch myself, to grow, to try new things. And of course, here I am today, having walked away from my corporate career to run my own coaching practice and personal brand consultancy. So I'm always looking to, to, to develop, to grow, to, to try new things. And for me, the big thing about that is it helps you to, to realize what you're truly capable of. Because if you don't try, you'll never know. It's almost like if you don't, if you don't ask, you won't get, right? Like, so, so very, very similar. Let me know what you think about this, if it resonates with you, if you have any questions, and if this has ever been you in any capacity of what I'm sharing today. So coming back to my original point, hard work alone is not enough. And what I recognized as I started to reflect back as I moved along my career, moved through my career, is that some of the things I was taking on, that I was observing other people and what they did and how they were able to stand out, how they were able to be top of mind for the for the when those decisions got made and recognizing, OK, these are some of the things that are really important to be able to do that. And that's why I share about when I talk about personal branding and the importance of that, because for me, personal branding is all about how you show up in the workplace, how you come across to other people, because your perception of you is often different to other people's perception of you. So you want to really take time to understand how other people perceive you and i'm not to, not to say that it's negative it can just be different and it's about understanding how you want to show up how you want to come across what you want to be known for by other people and then understanding if that's how people are seeing you right now and if it's not what can you do to close that gap so that that's a little bit about my story and where I realized that actually keeping my head down and working hard simply was not enough. And it was a case of having to make myself known to, 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 to show up and to, to, to speak up in the workplace, to have an opinion. Might not always be what other people wanted to hear, but I always looked at it from the value that I was bringing to the organization and from the, the knowledge that I had that I wanted to add value, I wanted to be here to serve the business, and therefore I would share if I felt something wasn't right or if I felt this was a great idea, I would speak up. And that was something I learned to do because as I said, my confidence had soared from the time I'd, I'd really um, stretched myself and pushed myself to, to try new things. So it's about being visible, it's about 
building relationships are something I talk about at length. And I, we've talked about this in a few of the previous episodes of this live um, about the importance of, of building those connections, building relationships and creating that network, that circle of influence around you of people who are well, people who, first of all, recognize your value, who become your supporters, your advocates, your sponsors, your mentors, all of those people in your team who've got your back. And I recognized, um, particularly during my the latter part of my career in tech, and especially when I was in sales, how important that is. But it's something that I, I kind of, by that point, was naturally integrating in the way that I showed up in the way that I did my job. And so for you, what is it that you can do to, to be able to be more visible and to, to stand out? As I said, what you want to be doing is to be known by the people that matter you want to get noticed um, you want people to know about you and to to speak about you to other people so remember what people say about you when you're not in the room what are people saying about you and, and a way to to to, to approach that is uh, something I, I always um advise people to try out is to reach out to people in your network in your circle um at different levels so people that you may have worked for people in your peer group people that report to you and ask them for some feedback on, you know, maybe ask them to describe, um, share three words that describe you when they hear your name mentioned. What are the first three things, words or phrases that come to mind for them? Um, because then you'll get to understand how you're being perceived. And is, is that something you're happy with or is there anything there that you want to influence? So that it's different. Um, and so it's, it's not about shouting the loudest. It's about recognizing um, your achievements, your value, what it is that you bring to the table and looking at the challenges that you've overcome. What are all these great things that you've done? These are the things that you want people to know about. So you want to be able to share that perhaps if you have a, a regular one-to-one um, -one with your, um, your, your manager, for example, your team lead, you want to be able to drop it naturally into conversations so that people become aware of what you do. It's not about um, to boasting about it and say, look how great I am, but it's just making people aware of what you're doing and, and what value you're bringing. You know, if there's a there's a problem that you've managed to deal with, make sure that you, you make that, you know, let that be known to the people such as your manager or, you know, someone you're working with on a project that needs to know about it because it will sit in the back of their mind. They may not even say anything. They may not even acknowledge it. But if something comes up later on and they're thinking, who can we bring into this role who can deal with these kind of situations? Actually, you know what? Leela always talks about how she's done this, this and this. Let's go have a chat with her and, and see if she might be a good fit. So that's the kind of thing I mean. It, it's about rather than like boasting and saying how amazing you are, but actually just dropping into conversation where you can. And also perhaps on a formal basis, depending on where you work and the dynamic with your your colleagues, your managers is is to bring it into formal reviews, conversations that you have on a regular basis. And what I'd like to, to so ultimately what you want to do is make yourself known. Again, let me know what your thoughts are on this, if this is making sense for you and how you can apply this in your own career. So for me, um, a, a great way to kind of demonstrate this to you is to share with you um, a story, an example of, of one of my clients, 
And so this is someone I've been working with for about seven or eight months now. And um, when he came to me initially, um, one of the things he recognized about himself is that he was very much in the detail, worked really, really hard. But yet he knew he should be moving up a level to getting promoted, to take on more responsibility and to be more recognized for all the work he was doing. He put in a long hours. He was very, very experienced, very talented, very good at what he does, but he wasn't getting that recognition. And it wasn't about his ego. It wasn't about significance. It was more about just simply feeling recognized for everything he's done over the years. And he felt like he wasn't getting that at all. And working together and for him recognizing then that actually the visibility the making himself known was so important he started to look at ways that he could do that and we worked together to, to um, with ideas and plans of, of what he could start to do so i'll just share with you some examples of that so first of all he was working on projects and so um, he started to to leverage the, the, the opportunity to to get more involved and to communicate up to the decision maker. So previously what was happening, he'd he'd communicate to his manager and or, or to another project manager or pro, sorry, uh, program manager and um, they, they would communicate up the ranks. So he wasn't getting any exposure. He was doing all the doing behind the scenes. And as, as I said, very, very talented and great at what he does. But getting none of the recognition because the program managers um, or, man, or his manager would be taking it up the chain and presenting it and, and raising the concerns, the issues, the problems and how they're being solved. So he wasn't getting involved in those conversations at the right level so that people were aware of what he was doing. Um, so he then took it upon himself to actually put himself out and get more involved. That's so setting up calls um, to kind of like update calls to, to share what was going on um to give those updates to explain the um the challenges they're dealing with and um, where they need help etc cetera, etc cetera, to get the, the the projects and the programs moving forward so that started to give him exposure across the business at a higher level um, he also looked at um, creating progress reports and delivering regular updates to people so um i mean these are the multi-million uh, pound projects so you know they're, they're absolutely um implicit to the to the success of the business and and so he was getting more involved in that so a lot of it is around communication what are you communicating about what you're doing how are you doing that and who is hearing it um so for a period of time it may be if particularly if you're new in a role that you start by you reporting to your manager um or to a team lead but actually how can you then get more exposure and leverage that and and, and not wait to be asked necessarily but use it take your initiative to say okay you know i'm going to create this and i want to deliver this to you know this particular meeting or this audience something else um that he did was to lead some of the calls so rather than just turn up and um input to the calls he was setting up calls and leading them so whether it was the calls amongst the project team to resolve the issues the challenges and be seen to be leading them, leading the team, that is not just the course, but actually the, the projects, the people, um, whether they directly reported to him or not, also helped to um, establish his credibility, his expertise and his authority in, in what he does. Because whilst his 
job title at the time wasn't a reflection of his knowledge and experience he could demonstrate it by the way that he was showing up and and how he was dealing with situations and he the, the other thing was to to make his um decision makers across the business more aware of him himself the value that he was bringing the actions he was taking the work that he was doing so it was a little bit of almost having to pull yourself away from um, all the level of detail and start to look at from a higher level what value is he bringing how can he communicate that across the business to those decision makers so I'm just sharing with you here a case study of one of my clients and how by recognizing the hard work alone was not enough for him to get the recognition he wanted these are some of the steps that he took to enable him to get greater visibility across the business and I'm just looking, I've got some notes here just to remind myself of what I wanted to share with you. And ultimately, that was his strategy. So just to, to reiterate that, it was to, to, um, to it's almost, it's, there's something when I talk about manifestation and how we can create what we really want, it's about acting as if, and in NLP, one of the philosophies we talk about is act as if you're already there, as if you're already doing it, or as if you've already achieved it. And that's what he was doing. He was acting as if he was already in that role because he knew that he was more than capable. So he took the initiative to take on that responsibility, to show up in that way, to communicate that, convey it across the business to the to the right people who would recognize that. They'd recognize the value he was bringing and his skills. And as I said, he, he um, took it upon himself to then start delivering uh, program updates um, on the projects, the challenges, reaching out and asking for help on those projects, for example, where there wasn't enough resources rather than waiting for somebody else to do it or hoping that someone else would see there's a problem and deal with it. He was raising the issues himself. Um, he was leading the calls. He was showing up on the team and, and leading those and, and leading the people on that, even though, as I said, they weren't necessarily reporting into him, but by um, leveraging his, his soft skills, um and is and is you know he's got high levels of emotional intelligence to deal with that situation to be able to bring the best out of people he was able to do that really really well and as i said he became more aware of the fact that he needed to be um top of mind for those decision makers so why am i sharing all this with you here's the thing because ultimately six months in of working with me on a lot of this stuff and helping to realize this and see for himself um what is possible for him you know i talk about creating those possibilities and opportunities he was able to see what is possible for him and what did that mean it meant that when we had a review together in in our i think it was month seven um of our coaching sessions and i just asked him okay what was going on where like where have we come from 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 month one to month seven um and he started to share with me that literally within the last um i think it was about two weeks because we hadn't spoken for a couple of weeks, he said, oh, oh, I got a, a bonus. I was like, okay, so um, was it a good bonus? And he hadn't actually really processed the fact that he'd gotten this bonus. So he went, as we we're on the call, and he did the math, and he said, oh, it's a 28% bonus. And I'm like, 28% bonus is pretty decent, would you not say? Let me know what you think. So he'd gotten a 28% bonus. He had gotten a promotion. This was actually a few weeks earlier. So he had mentioned to me. So the role that he so wanted, and he was already acting as if he was that person because he had the strengths, he had the capabilities, the knowledge and expertise. He then got formally given that promotion. And he also, as a, uh, a consequence, got a pay rise alongside that. 
So for me, I looked at that and I thought, right, this this stuff really does work. This is an, an amazing example of how simply doing what you've always done won't get you the results you want. It won't necessarily guarantee you the, the, the um, career advancement that you want. But actually, it's about how can I make myself more visible? What do I need to do? Now, I've given you an example of what some of the steps that he took. So what can you do? Give some thought to this. What can you do to make yourself more visible, more known, um, be top of mind for those decision makers in your workplace, in your environment? Because everywhere is different. The way things operate are different. But what things can you do? Because often people say, well, I can't do that and I can't do that because it, it's different for us or, you know, the, the structure is different. OK, I get that. But what can you do that can make a difference? There could be baby steps. And it will take time. It's not an overnight story. But what are the steps you can start to take now, today, that can get you greater exposure in the workplace and to get you top of mind for those decision makers, the people that matter? Give some thought to that and let me know. So, um, and by the way, I forgot to add that um, whilst my client was going through all of this, the company was going through, they were being acquired. And in addition to that, I'm um, going through, as, as they always do, a restructure at the same time. So to be able to accomplish what he did in terms of a significant bo a bonus, 28% bonus, as well as his, um, his promotion and the pay rise was phenomenal. And I'm so super proud of him for the way he has stepped out, the way he has really developed his self-awareness of how he was showing off, what he was doing and what he recognizing what he needed to do to be able to get himself to the next level. So this is what today is all about. It's about remembering that if you're someone who is looking to advance in your career, hard work alone is not enough. Visibility is equally as important, making yourself known in the workplace. Because remember, if you put yourself in the shoes of those decision makers, then Imagine their situation. Imagine particularly if they have a large team, they have a lot of pressure, a lot to deal with, and they may have other stuff going on outside of work, right? So there's a lot going on. So even if you think like I was the person who, oh, well, they know, they know what I'm doing. Why do I need to tell them? Um, it's easy to forget. You need to kind of almost be in people's faces a little bit just to remind them occasionally. Um, and also if you don't speak up, it may be the case that managers may believe, well, actually, they're not interested in progressing. They're happy where they are. I'm not saying that's the right approach of a manager either, but nobody's perfect. So never make assumptions about what other people are thinking, doing or should be thinking and doing. It's about taking um, the situation into your own hands and influencing what you can to achieve the results that you want. So until next time, remember to build your influence, to make an impact and be remembered for all of the right reasons by showing up as the best version of you. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. And if you enjoyed and gained value from today's episode, then do please leave a review telling us your key learnings and what you enjoyed the most. 
And do please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can spread the word on life leadership, creating a life of choice, freedom and new possibilities. Connect with me directly on LinkedIn. And if you would like to learn more about how we can work together, either DM me on LinkedIn or email me. All details and resources can be found in the show notes.